Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, John, it's mid-March, and you know what goes with, with March, right? That's right. March Madness. March Madness. Clemson right. made the tournament. Which Isn't that is amazing? Yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm still living as a Gamecock fan on our Final Four run <laughs> five years ago. I think yeah, it was that four was, years that ago. That was amazing. That it was, was. We, that was like an eternity ago, though, John. It, it was. <laughs> we we didn't have a very good year this year, or so but it's exciting. It's always fun. You know, last it year the, the tournament was canceled. Yeah, um, they're they're actually having it all in one place this year. So they they usually have regionals and right. Uh, it's all going to be there. I think they're copying the NBA what the NBA did last year where they had a bubble basically. So right, uh, but it's fun. I mean, I love watching. It's fun it on, to get back you know, to it, you know, and fill out your brackets and yeah. give it a shot and see see how far you can get with you're, it. You're probably going to take Clemson all the way to, to, I to think the final so. game, I think, aren't you? Yeah, I'm just gonna you know the black swan is yeah, going to go right. all the way. It'll be yeah, it'll be amazing. Uh, they have a good team. They they have a chance. They're yeah, there anyway. Yeah, they, they made the dance. Yeah, they're there. It seems like every big game that we play, we, we're you know we, we're we're doing fantastic, and then we play a big game and, and we can't we yeah. can't get it done. Yeah. So well, I don't know. I, my hopes aren't too high there. <laughs> but uh, but yes, it will be fun. That's that's March for you, and spring's here, and hey, the flowers mm. are out. You know, the, the Bradford pollen's pears here. pollens here. Mm-hmm. So uh, and warmer weather. You know, it's uh it's here. It's, it's kind of right. off and on. We've had a little cold weather and rain this week too. But uh, but yeah, we have a great show lined up today, John. I mean, we got some 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 good things to talk about. They're uh, you know they're kind of they're they're concerning topics i guess that clients have so yeah. we're going to answer those concerning questions and one of them is will the stock market crash again right yeah right i'll go ahead and give you the short answer uh no one knows right right but uh we're going to go into some details and kind of look at some past crashes the most recent one was obviously uh, last year we're going to highlight that a little bit on the financial fact uh, but also look back at history a little bit and things to do and things not to do and so yeah, who knows? I mean, uh, you know, we're here in March. We've got another nine months. It's been a good good market so far. It's oh, been my a good goodness. Year. Yeah, we've had a terrific start to the year, particularly for small and value stocks. Um, large stocks have, have inched their way up, but large, small stocks have just exploded. So it's been a great comeback for those. And uh, so they're pieces of the portfolio that are really driving the train that haven't for quite a while. So that's been refreshing. Um but yeah, and you know, another topic that we're going to talk about today is tax hikes. That's your favorite topic, I think. <laughs> I don't know. It's like every week you, you <laughs> want to talk about taxes. Well, we have talked about taxes a lot, but you know, it is tax season still, John. Have you done yours? Yes, I have. Thank you. Have you? Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, it's, you know. <laughs> I haven't even thought about taxes yet. I don't think about those till like the end of March. You and then I say, I get two weeks and yeah. then I hammer it. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, people are worried about this, though. I mean, they start, they're starting to be the chatter, right? They passed the administration administration passed the uh passed the the stimulus package yes right so that's out there um but now their attention has turned toward taxes chatter's starting to raise a little bit on the the taxes right yep. taxes you hear about this uh this this uh infrastructure package they're gonna put right. together yep. and along with that there will be a tax hike and and that's what we're hearing about and so uh so we're gonna try to put your your fears at ease a little bit because i think people are getting worried that you know my taxes are going up oh my goodness it's gonna be a disaster um so you know nobody knows till the till yeah. the ink is dry but right now I, I don't think i think that that concern for most people is a little bit 
little bit uh, premature. Yes. So I we're going to talk through that and uh, talk about what that looks like. Good article out of Bloomberg. And uh, But by the way, I am Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro with over 25 years experience with financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis. I'm a Dave Ramsey certified counselor. I have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 28 years. And we're excited to have you listen to us today on our weekly show or our podcast up every Friday afternoon. Yeah, check out our website, moneymd.net. We have a link to the podcast. You can uh, download them and uh, listen to them. We have hundreds out there. A lot of really good tools on the website as well under the uh, financial resources. Go check that out. And we have a Facebook page. We put a, a prescription of the week out there every week. I think Ryan's doing it this week. So go go take a look at that. Yeah, that'll be good. No doubt. You can link to us um, right there on our website. Send us your questions. We'd love to hear from you. And we will answer those right here on the show. Well, John, we're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. Wow. Go back a year, Steve. Uh, it, you know, things were really uh, cranking up from the from the yeah. COVID. Um, you know, I, rem- I think it was March the 11th is when the NBA canceled their season. I say canceled it. At that time, they, they did come back and play. Um, but the 16th of March, the Dow dropped uh, 13% or almost 3,000 yep. points in one day. And that was... wow. Just kind of the start of it, but when you go back and you look, gosh, if you would have invested on that day, you you would have made, you know, seventy, eighty, ninety, a hundred percent on the money. Uh, depends on where you yeah. invested, but <clears throat> what uh, day and what market you put it in. Goodness, yeah, some good lessons from last year, I tell you. Um, but yeah, it uh, what an incredible year it's been when you look back from March to March. Yeah, it's been incredible. I mean, the market bottomed out on March twenty third yep. last year. And we did some rebalancing right around then. I know we talk about that a, a couple times. And um, but boy, when you look at those rebalancing numbers, the 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 money that we invested in stocks around that week have made phenomenal returns over the past year. Yeah, and, and we didn't obviously know that it was going to no, be the, the low but, of it, but the markets were off at that point, thirty-five to forty percent. It's like, yeah, you know, you can go buy some cheap shares. And yeah, so we did that. We rebalanced and moved money out of fixed income into stocks for for accounts that we could do that with, which was a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it had great results. So just goes to show you, if you buy low. You know, and and add money uh, at the right times. You can it, yeah. it makes a phenomenal difference. Historically, it's always worked. I mean, right. no one can. You know, past performance doesn't guarantee future results. But you look at the chart, Steve, and every single chart you look at, when it goes down, it's always come back up. That's right. So dollar cost averaging is a great thing to do. Add money consistently because some of that money goes in on the dips, and mm-hmm. so you you get a lower price on average, helps your return. But uh, yeah, anyway, good fact of the week. Just to reflect on what we've been through a year ago. Yep. Um, and that leads us to our first topic here, and that is, is the stock market going to crash again? Speaking of which, John, <laughs> I mean, isn't it time? I mean, it's been a year, and yeah. we're back to new highs, and, yep. you know, I mean, it just seems natural, doesn't it? Well, let's let's put it in perspective a little bit. Historically speaking, the market drops about 25% of the time. The year is going back to 1926. Yeah. So the odds are in your favor, Steve, that it will not crash. But it all—it's always starts at a new high, though. Whenever it crashes, that, that's not what it? the data says. Nope, <laughs> that's not what the data says. So, but yeah, that's always a question because it is. The markets are at highs, and you know, if you go back to March of 2020, when the uh, coronavirus was officially declared a pandemic, 
Um, you know, people were pinch watching. Remember Tiger King? I don't know if you ever saw that. I didn't. Watch I never it. It watched very it, popular. but I, yeah, it was very popular. Yeah, uh, you probably went and bought all the toilet paper, though. Don't you have a big barn yeah. of toilet paper now? Right, we did. We loaded up on it. We had fifty nine <laughs> rolls. Kathy went and counted all the rolls in the house That's where back a year ago, and uh, <laughs> we didn't buy any extra. We just had fifty nine rolls. Oh, did you? I thought that was a lot. She was like, she was really worried about it. That's a lot, Steve. <laughs> I know where to go next time if we have this issue again. But, right. uh, you know, the the, the uh, world of, of people was just starting. Supply chains were gra- grinding to a halt. Entire industries shut down overnight. I mean, you look at the, the travel industry and so forth. Um, the stock market, as we mentioned, crashed in, in March. And uh, so the question is, is, will we see that again in 2021? So we're going to take a look at some some factors here to better understand yeah, what are the chances? What are people saying at this point? So first of all, you had to define what is a stock market crash. And it basically is when you know, the market you know suddenly drops, the, um, the value of the stocks go down. Uh, it causes investors to panic and sell their shares quickly. And so when the value of the stocks go down, basically the price goes down. And uh, the end result is, is, you know, you have less money than you did before. The thing that this comes from the Ramsey organization, the thing they didn't put in here which is so very important is the number of shares that you have didn't change. That's right. The price did, but prices change, and right. they've always recovered. So the number of shares did not change. But that's what a stock market crash is. Yeah, that's right. You know, and throughout history, and the market has gone through many extreme ups and downs. And when you look back, you know, we're reminded that yes, I mean, a market crash is a very difficult thing to go through. It's painful, but you know, it's something you can go through and overcome and and we always have i mean we've gone through many of them yeah. and they have always fully recovered usually just in within a year or two yeah so the great depression obviously stands out i think we did a study many years ago that a diversified portfolio fully recovered within about four four and a half, four years, and a half years from the bottom yeah That's right so four and a half years in the great depression you had to be diversified that's key um, september the 11th in 2001, when the terrorist attacks uh, happened, the, the, obviously the markets did a nosedive, but it corrected itself pretty quickly within about two months. Now, there were some industries that were still devastated, obviously the airlines, right. but that's why you diversify. Uh, you look at the Great Recession of 2008. Steve, at that, the, the, the peak, it was down about 55%, roughly. That was a big one. <clears throat> it was, and it took a couple years to get back. But you know, if you would have been putting money in during that time, and buying additional shares, it turned out really well because the markets went through a 10-year period of making uh, making very, very good returns. And obviously, the uh, coronavirus last year, we just talked about that in March of 2020. I mean, it, it tr- triggered the most rapid global crash in financial history, and it was also the quickest recovery ever. Right, right. right. So, that was remarkable how fast it you know came back from, it was about a 40% drop yep. at the bottom on March 23rd. Yeah, so uh, the, the causes of the stock market crash, I mean, you know, it's it's panic, really. I mean, when when things start happening out there and people get scared, the data and the stats that we see is, uh, and we, we saw it during the pandemic, um, DFA, our, our mutual fund company provider, showed us a, a chart that showed how cash increased significantly during the pandemic, which means people were selling at the lows uh, versus buying. So, um, so how did the coronavirus affect the stock market, Steve? What what were the, like you said, 40%? Well, yeah, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. Yeah, back in the early days of the pandemic, I mean, the stock market took us on quite a ride. You know, global markets, not just here in the U.S., around the world, um, took a huge plunge, you know, down about 40% at the bottom, um, triggered kind of a short-lived bear market, um, which is which is any drop below more than 20%. Yep. 
And, of course, we had an economic recession, um, but it was manufactured. I mean, we purposely shut down everything. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to have a recession and you're going to have a bad market when that happens. But, you know, after that initial nosedive in March, the markets began to inch their way back to recovery. And it was kind of remarkable how fast mm-hmm. that initial recovery was, you know, because by the time the ball dropped, on uh, December 31st, stock market had actually regained all of its lost ground for the S&P 500. Now, there's some asset classes that were still down, um, but it regained all of its lost ground. And, uh, yeah, I mean, all the major indexes, which, you know, most people measure large U.S. stocks by, they grew last year in 2020 despite the big drop. Yeah, and they've continued to grow in 2021. It's been a good year, like we talked about earlier. So the question is, is, you know, is a, is the market going to crash in 2021? So, I mean, uh, you know, let's just, just say it out loud. No one knows. No one can predict this. People try to predict it all the time, and they don't know. Um, so if you just think back to everything that happened last year, I mean, you can't, you can't predict how the markets are going to react. And, um, you know, all you can do is evaluate the indicators. Um, the, you look at the market and, and uh, the good news is, is most people are predicting steady growth for 2021. I mean, you know, there's some positive things out there. There's some things to be cautious about as well. But uh, there's a lot of pent up yeah. demand out there, a lot of stimulus money out there as well. So but there are some for things sure. to be, uh, you know, cautious about. Sure. I mean, there are reasons that people are nervous. Um, of course, you know, we get we have COVID. Um, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. I think we can all look at that and see that there are new strains that are coming out. You're not going to get everybody, you know, totally vaccinated. Um, so there, it's going to be around for a while. And, and one of these new strains could pop up and be a problem. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a concern. But also there's unemployment. Um, <clears throat> you know, although we've added millions of jobs since we hit hit were hit so hard back in 2020, um, you know, we're still experiencing some significant unemployment numbers and employment hasn't really taken off here so far this year. So that's a concern. <clears throat> and then there's inflation. You know, these stimulus checks, they come at a cost. And with increased spending, um, you know, we're probably going to see an increase in some inflation. And that could lead to investors pulling back. So those are kind of the concern points that I think we see in the market right now. We mm-hmm. hear about yep. that uh, people are a little bit nervous about. So there's some things to be optimistic that obviously the vaccinations, um, you know, that's uh, it started really slowly in, in December and January, but it's really ramped up. And it, I mean, they're they're talking about, you know, by the end of, I think, May, that everybody can get a vaccine that wants it. So there's a lot of pent up uh, demand and energy in the in the country to go out and spend, basically. And uh, we see old industries reopening, um, you know, think oil, travel, entertainment. So a lot of pent up demand for those activities. Uh, we see new industries that have grown during this technology uh, e-commerce, biotech, um, is, it gained tons of ground during the pandemic and uh, probably will continue to grow and give investors you know, a reason to feel confident. And then interest rates are also uh, low. And uh, the Federal Reserve has promised to keep interest rates near zero, which will encourage spending. So, you know, 2021, <clears throat> you know, there's, there's pros and cons. But you know what, Steve? Every single year we go into, there's good things and bad things in the news media. And, and history shows us that 75% of the time the markets are up. I mean, it's in your favor. That's right. <clears throat> That's right. So so what do you do if the stock market does crash, if it does go through, you know, even a correction, which I think is 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 very likely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, corrections happen on average about once a year. Yeah, down 10%. Down 10%. So it's more likely we have a correction than a crash. 
We just had a crash last year. It'd be unusual to have two of those year by year after year. Yep. Um, but it did happen in 1973 and 74. Mm-hmm. That's the last time we had two bear markets like back to back years. Yep. Um, so, but it, but it could happen. So, what do you do? So, first thing you do is you refuse to panic. You know, we talk about that all the time. You know, and panic can make the crash just as bad as the actual economic hurdles that we're facing. So, you know, don't fall for that. I mean, dealing with the unknown creates uncertainty. Uncertainty left unchecked becomes fear. And so if you if you yield to your emotions, um, it can it will lead you to make the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. So you want to stay clear of that. You want to stay positive with your thoughts. Avoid the negative news. Avoid all the naysayers out there that say the sky is falling. Don't panic. Um, so that's number one. Second one is to go into conserve mode. Um, and that doesn't mean that you pull all your investments and go into cash or anything. That means that, you know, you just kind of control your spending, right? You kind of conserve cash um, just in case, you know, the economy does take a dive and it, it affects your job or your employment sure. and your money. Then, yeah, definitely, you know, you want to cut back a little bit. You know, maybe maybe hold off on, you know, the, the big the big spending, you know, spree or, or trip or buying a new car or something so you want to kind of tighten your belt a little bit during a uh, a potential market, uh, you know, pullback. But um, but yeah, don't certainly don't panic. Yeah, and then uh, you know what we see is effective is having a plan. Um, you know, so when the markets do go down, you're buying some, you're doing some rebalancing. Uh, if you need income, you pull it from the bond side of it. So having a plan when we do the retirement plans, we build in. The crashes. I mean, it's part of the process. Uh, we expect to have them. We don't know when they're going to happen, but we have a, a process to handle them. And if you're investing, stay invested. Um, you know, the most basic principle of investing is to, to buy low and sell high. So when stock prices dip low in a crash, um, think about it as being on, on sale. I mean, view the dips as your friend as you're building wealth. You buy more shares. So don't try to time the market. You got to focus on the time in the market. And uh, the fifth one here is, um, you know, if you have an advisor, reach out to them. I mean, part of the value we had to clients is, is kind of talking them through some of the historical things that we see and some things to do and some things not to do. So uh, we obviously have no idea whether 2021 is going to be a end up positive or negative. I, I agree with you. I mean, I think, you know, corrections down 10 percent is very normal. Right. Um, the reasons are always different. But, um, you know, you look go back and look at the macro picture. of the years are positive. Historically, 25% are negative. So the the odds are in your favor. Yeah, they are. That's right. So you just got to hang in there, be patient. Turn off the news. Be disciplined. Turn off the news. Control your emotions. On headlines. (laughs) That's exactly right. All right. Good topic. That leads us up here to our next item, and that is the question of the week. Yeah, this question has to do with an inheritance. I received a large inheritance. Should I pay off my house early or invest in the stock market? Um, You know, both of those are good options either one of them will work common common question yeah yep, either right. one will work mm-hmm. i mean paying off debt uh, we're we're big believers in that so um nothing wrong with uh taking a chunk of that and putting it towards the house and having that behind you um and you can put the rest of it in a brokerage account or roth ira so um you know having the the house paid off gives you a lot of options and freedom and flexibility so it's never a bad idea having uh, said that i would say it depends on your situation it does. You know, that's one where you want to get some advice yeah right because you know, it it may hurt you in taxes to pay off the house. Could you know if you're if you're itemizing your deductions, um, maybe a very low low mortgage, um, you know, interest rate mortgage. Um, you may you may need the cash for for upcoming expenses, and you can't get it back. 
Yeah, once you it know? goes in the house, it is, that is one thing about the cash. When you put it in a house, it becomes illiquid. I mean, you can still right. get access to it, but yeah, it, it is it is individual. But I mean, I like the. Um, I would, nothing, nothing wrong with the question. I think, yeah. and that might be the exact right answer, yeah. but depends on your situation. Will the house be? If you continue to pay on it, will it be paid off for retirement? That certainly is very, very important. Um, yeah, there's you know, a lot of college. There's a lot of other factors yeah. that are involved in it as well. But I like the two things. I, they didn't say go out and buy, you know, right. a, a new, you know, car or whatever. They're putting it towards things that are valuable to them. Exactly. Um, so, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes too. I mean, paying off all the debt can lead you to uh, can can if you don't do it the hard way, it can lead you to increase your lifestyle and mm. your spending. And so, um, so sometimes, you know, that it depends on your, your propensity mm-hmm. to spend, um, and your discipline. So you just have to look at the whole situation. That's a great question though. Those are, that's the, that's the right question to be asked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I like the question. Okay. And that leads us up here to our next topic and that is taxes. Are we, do we have a tax <clears throat> hike coming? I mean, yeah, I think we do. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mate for some but for some people, I think that's definitely true. Yeah, I mean, so this is an article out of Bloomberg, um very recently, um Nancy Cook Laura Division um wrote this, but John, yeah, I mean, we knew it was coming. I mean, but you know, now we're starting to see some real chatter out there out of the current administration about a tax hike in the next economic plan. So the question for everybody is how scary and painful will that be? I mean, does it really you know, dip down into the 99%, you know, um, of people, you know, or is it confined to the top 1% of people? Either way, I mean, it would be the first major tax hike since 1993 um, if they if they really implement a big plan. Um, and it would, you know, just going to be there to help pay for their long-term economic program, you know, designed to follow up uh, the, the pandemic relief bill that was just passed. Um, although the 2010 Affordable Care Act was also a significant tax hike on higher income earners, so it might be akin to that. But unlike, you know, the $1.9 trillion COVID stimulus package that was just uh, just passed here, um, the next initiative, which is expected to be even bigger, you know, won't rely on the federal, on the, on the government debt mm-hmm. as the sole source of funding. And so they're saying they're going to have a tax hike in there to help fund it. And while it's been, you know, increasingly clear that tax hikes will be a component of the next bill, I mean, there are advisors saying that, you know, that they're now making preparations for a package of measures that could increase, could include an increase in both corporate taxes and individual taxes for higher income earners. Yeah. And so each tax break and credit, I mean, people are lobbying for that. Um, But, you know, tinkering with rates, Steve, is fraught with political risk. I mean, so that's yeah. why there's really been no major hikes uh, since it was um, implemented back in 1993. So for the Biden administration, the plan changes are an opportunity uh, to help fund initiatives. They've been talking about infrastructure, um, climate, uh, expanded support for low-income people, um, but to uh, but also to address what Democrats uh, argue are inequities in the tax system itself. So you know, the plan is going to test uh, Biden's capacity to, to woo re- Republicans and Democrats to stay united because you start messing with taxes and somebody's going to be unhappy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if they could get Republicans and Democrats to work together on that, that would be short of a miracle you know <laughs> yeah. so yeah i'm not reading that they're gonna they're uh, yeah. gonna work together on this i'm not seeing that happening but we'll see what happens but yeah i mean so while the white house has rejected 
an outright wealth tax, as proposed by some progressive Democrats like Elizabeth Warren. The administration, you know, their current thinking does target the wealthy. Um, the White House is expected to propose a suite of tax increases, mostly mirroring kind of his 2020 campaign proposals. Mm-hmm. Um, according to people that are familiar with the discussions and the tax hikes included um, in it will be, um, you know, there'll be a broad infrastructure program. There'll be a jobs package, they're saying. Um, but they're also going to include repealing part of Trump's 2017 tax cut that benefited corporations and wealthy individuals, as well as making other changes to the tax code and trying to make it more progressive is, is how they're phrasing it. Um, so the proposals, you know, are considered to include a host of proposals from uh, – from raising corporate taxes to uh, to 28% from 21%. So that's kind of halfway back to where it was before the tax mm-hmm. cut back in 2017. But also paring back tax preferences for so-called pass-through businesses, such as limited liability companies and partnerships, um, raising the income tax rate on individuals earning more than $400,000, um, expanding estate taxes, and higher capital gains rates for individuals um, earning at least a million dollars annually. So as you can kind of gather, I mean, they're definitely targeting the wealthy. Yeah, I don't think it's going to hit most people. No, um, no. I think, you know, the, the corporate is a big piece of it. They basically estimate it's going to raise over $2 trillion over a decade. Um, so we'll see if they get that. And and some of the analysts are penciling in infrastructure spending of two to four trillion. So, um, you know, there's been no, no date yet uh, set for the announcement, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to happen. They're, they're starting to uh, chatter quite a bit about, you know, the infrastructure and you're right. They're probably going to tie these together. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, and I mean, any, the outstanding question for Democrats is whether part of the package will needed to be funded, um, amid debate of over infrastructure, um, whether that ultimately pays for itself, especially given the current borrowing costs, which remain historically low. So efforts to make the expanded child tax credit um, in the pre-pandemic or the pandemic aid bill permanent is another question in there. Um, That'd be a price tag of over a trillion dollars over a decade. So that could be a harder sell if it has to be debt financed. And then uh, Democrats, you know, would need at least 10 Republicans to back the bill to move it under the Senate rules, which is very unlikely. So because GOP members are signaling, they're prepared to fight about this, you know, and, you know, Mitch McConnell said last last month, you know, that we're going to have a big, robust discussion about the appropriateness of big tax increases. And he predicted that Democrats would pursue a reconciliation um, that foregoes the the GOP adding any any votes to that. and so, uh, yeah, I mean, he thinks they're going to raise, you know, the corporate tax rate in, in to at least 28 percent. Um, so there's a lot of discussion about that. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, they say about 18 percent of George Bush's tax administration's tax cuts were allowed to expire in 2013. And the other legislation uh, has seen some increases in levies since then. Uh, so, yeah, 1993 was the last time there was a comprehensive set of increases in taxes. 
Um, and that tax bill was a two to vote, a two vote majority in the mm-hmm. house. So that barely went through. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think in, in summary though, I think, you know, the target is the number that they keep t- throwing out is 400,000. If you make four, That's over right. 400,000, you're probably going to be impacted. So, I, you know, I think for most people, it's not going to be an impact. Um, there are some things that they, that could impact people that I've seen as the stepped up basis. Right. Inheriting, that would that would impact everyone. That is a big deal. That would be um, a big deal if they change the estate taxes. I've heard about them, you know, lowering the estate tax exemption. Like you said, not giving a step up to the basis. That's a that's um, a big one. That's um that's a subtle that hits everybody. Yeah. So, so basically if you inherit um stocks definitely or something from a a relative, um the current law is it's stepped up on the date of that death and you pay no taxes. Well, if grandma's had Exxon since nineteen seventy you know, that's a big, yeah, uh, could I'd be, be a big surprised tax. if they get that through that, that could happen, but that's the, uh, and then they're talking about raising the corporate tax rate. I think that'll stuff that'll definitely happen, be yeah. in there. And the bottom line is if you don't make over $400,000 a year, I think the vast majority of this is not going to affect you. Um, so stay tuned. We'll keep you posted, but yeah, I mean, there, there is certainly some talk about tax increases, coming in the future um so we just wanted to preview that for you a little bit and that leads us up to our last item here and that is the prescription of the week yeah so if you have a high deductible medical plan um you know and you've got to get some surgery uh you need to ask what the the cost would be if you go through your insurance company um or if you self-pay so sometimes there there's a difference um in in what the um the amount of of cash that you can pay versus going through the insurance company. I will say the risk of that is, you know, if you don't run it through the insurance company, then it doesn't go toward your deductible. deductible. But there are some folks that have these um, uh, uh, Christian healthcare, um, like Medicare type reimbursement yeah, plans. So yeah. they have something, you know, three years. If you have any kind of surgery within three years, they're basically not paying for it because they call it a pre existing condition. So, you know, any kind of things that you're having, um, sometimes cash pay will get you a lower price. Yeah, it's something, I mean, something to look to at. It's something to look at. I saw that uh, just the other day. In fact, on a on a on a doctor's like a prompt care website where they said, you know, they they listed the price if you go in and get this done, uh, you know, with insurance or another price if you did it with cash, and it was like half price if you use cash. Wow. So it was a big difference if you use cash. So hmm. they're obviously you know trying to cater to that some fo- some places. So that's worth asking the question. That's a great prescription of the week because if you don't anticipate needing any other services it might be better not even to file your insurance yeah if yeah. you get a 50 percent discount on it that's that's uh that's a big number that'd be a big number so good prescription of the week all right that brings us to a close for this week's edition of money md tune in next week to hear more prescriptions for your financial health check us out on our website moneymd.net send us your questions we'd love to hear from you or you can give us a call at richard young associates at 706 706- Seven three nine zero seven two five. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Have a good one. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor.